Hey, it's great to be joining you today at this Momentum Global Conference, wherever you're connecting in from. If I've not met you before, my name is Dave Thomas, and I have got our senior pastor of Freedom Church, Pastor Gary Snows, here with me today. And we're going to be having a conversation about some of the attributes that you're going to need in business. If you've not met Pastor G before, not only are he and Heather the senior pastor of our church for the last 30 years plus, but you've actually been in business for pretty much that whole time. And we're going to be talking about an attribute that's very dear to us as part of our DNA, um, punching above your weight. Because if we're going to be successful in business, we're going to need that boldness, that audacity to punch above our weight. And so, gee, just kicking straight off, um, I know this is something that you live out yourself, but in a business sense, tell us a story of where this has uh, been a reality for you and your journey. Yeah, well, I can talk about business, you know, stuff that went on, but I'm going to start by talking about an auction I went to. Oh, come on. So this wasn't really to do with the business. Right. In fact, I was going to the auction to look at buying some land for the church. Oh, Because wow. even at the time, the church had a, some money, and yep. we just believed in investing in it at the mm. time to create some finance. So again, great, like, business. Come on. Use your talents, yep. whatever. So I went to this auction to go and see what it would go for. And I was ready to bid, but the land just shot through the ceiling. It was above the budget. So I just stayed at the auction. Right. And as I was there, another property came up sort of on the screen. And I, I recognized this property. It was in a little village just two miles from right. where we lived at the time. And it was an old dilapidated barn, uh, 400 years old. Wow. And this barn, I looked at it because I was interested in it. And even maybe for the church, we could do a development. Right. But I was warned off it. I was said, whatever you do, don't touch it. This thing had wall, <laughs> it had brick walls like this. And the whole thing was falling over. Oh my goodness. And it was a huge project. And I got someone in who was an experienced developer builder. And right. he said, don't touch it with a barge pole. <laughs> he said, you need an open check for this. So oh obviously I, I couldn't risk, you know, church's money in investment with that. Yeah. So I was there and this property came up. So I thought, oh, I've looked at this. Obviously not, not interested, but I'll stay. So as I was there watching, the bids started going. And as the bids were going, they seemed to be quite slow. And I was thinking, oh, I can't, I can't believe that it's not higher. This is worth a lot more than this. Right. And it sort of, you know, it really was going quite slow. And the, the room was full of people. And so I don't know what came over me, Dave. <laughs> I wasn't thinking of a church. I was thinking this would be a great project. It'd be a great home for Come me. On. Now, at this point... We'd built two houses before. Right. And I'd almost taught myself how to manage and build houses. And so from it, I just thought, well, I've never done a barn conversion. And, uh, and I thought this, I've been told not to go for it and uh, didn't even have the money for it. But I just thought, hey, I'm here at the auction. Something happened. I don't know. It came at the back of my head. Something came at the back of my head. <laughs> said something to my brain. Put your hand up. So when they were bidding, oh my goodness, I, my hand went up. And the auctioneer said, I see that bid. I see that bid. And anyway, I thought, look, it's so low, I'm going to be fine because, you know, there's lots of people in the room. So I put one bid in, right? It was £150,000. I put one bid in and, uh, and the guide was two fifty. So I oh thought, oh, it's, not, it's not going to sell. So I, so I put my hand up and I thought, I don't know why I'm doing this, but I'm here, this, you know, doing this for myself. And then as I did it, every, everyone stopped. <laughs> it was like the room Come went on. silent. And I was thinking, please, someone. And then, he kept, and then he kept saying, right, go in once, go in once, go in twice. <laughs> fresh blood in the room, fresh blood. I thought, man, there's going to be some blood in the room. And here we are, right? So on the third one, the, the hammer went down. He said, sold <clears throat> to me. And oh, my goodness. I, I didn't even have the money for the deposit. What? 
And here it's like a legal thing. So you're bound for yeah, 10%. <laughs> so I went up and gave him a check for 15. Well, this, this is what happened. First of all, <laughs> I thought there's no way there's always a reserve. And he said right. to me, you won't believe it. He said, but this morning he said the, the reserve was 200,000. Oh so you goodness. wouldn't, you wouldn't have bought it. But this morning the client was so worried it was going to fall down. He said he lowered it to 150, the exact figure you bought it for. He said, it's yours. And I'm there thinking, oh my goodness. So I wrote a check without any money in the account. Oh my goodness. I gave it and I, you know, back then it's like say three days for a check to clear. So I went away thinking I've got to find and borrow 15,000 from somewhere, let alone the rest of the money. Then I had to go home, and this was the worst thing. I had to go home and then tell Heather, my wife, what I've done. So I said, oh, you better sit down. And we built this other house. She was quite happy there. And then um, and I said, oh, I did something today. Something happened. She said, what have you done? Um, I went to an auction, and I bought, I bought a barn. <laughs> and do you know what she did? She cried. <laughs> what have you done? What have you done? Oh so anyway, we, we worked that through, you know, we worked that through. And I then <laughs> and then I managed to loan the money, went on this little loan in the money for the deposit, then I right. had 28 days to find the rest of the money. Oh my and goodness. And obviously, normally back then, the banks wouldn't help you, whatever, whatever. Yeah. But on the, I tried all these different options. On the 27th day, I had a contact that was, it was just an exceptional contact wow. and favor where this bank turned around and said, we'll, we'll give you the money. Wow. And I completed on the place, bought it. Then I went on a process of two years of restoring it. That's wow. how long and complex it was. Wow. And God provided all the way through. We went on this incredible journey, moved in. Uh, that's where we live right now. Wow. But it has been a blessing to us. And we incredible. could not have dreamt of how that could happen. And I look back now, and I wouldn't recommend this to everyone. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I just felt like God was in that situation. Yeah. But I think that was an example of maybe punching above our weight. Yeah, absolutely. So this is now your current, your sort of current home. You've been living there for the last 10, 15 13 years? 13 years. Oh, 13 years. And it is, it's a, a wonderful, wonderful home. And it's not only an amazing home for you and your family, but it's a place that you've done ministry, yeah. a place you've seen lives transformed. And I know certainly when I go in there, I think it's a fantastic place, but it started with this moment of boldness, this moment of willingness to take a bet on something that other people wouldn't. And you know, we're talking about business or we're talking about entrepreneurialism and the attitudes that we need and the kind of way that we need to, the things that we need to develop in order to see success. What are some of those attitudes that you would be saying people need to grow and need to develop in their lives? Yeah, one of the first things I, I've learned in business is simply give it a go. Come on. You're not always confident what you're doing. Right. The amount of times I've been in a situation and I've blagged it, just like that one. <laughs> Come on. It's like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I just know there's something about, I think part of this pioneering, because mm -hmm. entrepreneurs, yeah. they, they know how to pioneer. You're going to break new ground. You're going to do something maybe someone else hasn't done. Yeah. And you've got to give it a go right. because you're not always going to know. And I see a lot of people standing back trying to work out and calculate all the, mm -hmm. you know, is this going to be a total uh, success? Is it, you know, there's no chance of failure. Yeah. Sorry, it doesn't work that way. There's always this chance of failure within what you do, but give it a go. And wow. I think I've learned not to be afraid of giving it a go. Come on. I can learn these things. And I, so many people say, oh, but I don't know how to. You can learn. That's and I great. think there is this attitude to say, okay, I'm not sure how, but I can learn. And if you get thrown in the deep end, you either sink or you swim. It's and true. it's a way of learning how to swim. Right. And I think there's, there's something in that, but also through it, 
I think it's really having an attitude of resilience. You're going to need resilience. Yeah. If you get disheartened, discouraged, and, oh, they said no to me, and this didn't happen, and, and I had this great idea of doing my business, but I was, you know, it was a struggle, so I gave up. Yeah. You'll have a resilience to sort of keep coming back. Mm. I'm going to keep giving it a go and developing a reservoir of determination. Wow. You've got to have this determination. That only so comes good. through the hard knocks, through struggles, and handling them well. Right. Rather than giving up. Yeah, so good. Um, you know, on that, that first point you made about giving it a go, um, obviously there's going to be a number of people who are here or doing momentum this year who haven't started their businesses, but they've got business ideas. When it comes to giving something a go, if, you know, where, at what sort of percentage do you say, you know, if you think 50-50 this could work, I'm in. Or even if it's 70-30 or 30-70, what's your kind of, you know, when you're looking at opportunity, where would you, what's the kind of the boundaries of which you'd walk away from it or give it a go? Yeah, I often rely on my gut feeling. Right. <laughs> because even when I bought the barn, there was no 50 50. It's it really hard, so hard, impossible there, to work it, it out. It was impossible. And right. I think those, those situations are more unique. Yeah. You need to have a lot of wisdom. <laughs> I mean, it, was there wisdom? I don't think there probably was, but there was something in me that right. I think I had this like conviction in me and this gut feeling. Mm. That's how I describe it. And I felt God was in that. Yeah. God wanted to bless us through it. And, and sorry, just to, I, it's also, it wasn't the first time you'd taken a step like that. Like even with houses, you're on your third one at this point. So it wasn't like you'd completely beginner at that stage. Yep. It was still a big audacious step. But yeah, and each of those steps is in the first house we built, the smallest house that we built, it was such a stretch for us. We right. thought it would be impossible. Yeah. But again, God just gave us these signs of saying, do you know what? You could do this. And I thought, I don't know how to build a house. He says, right. yeah, but you can learn. Yeah, and so good. there was these first steps and we had to struggle to get the finance. You know, the, the first time I built a house, I hit a riverbed and the river came up through the footings and it, it used up all the surplus like cash that we had. Wow. And it was like, is this the beginning? That's what I'm saying about this resilience, mm. this attitude to say, sometimes you won't know. Now, if you've got a great business plan and it's a sure thing, you might be, hey, this is a no brainer. It's mm. like, you know, I'm sort of 80%, this is gonna work, then good for you. Yeah. But my experience has been actually a lot of the time taking the risk, yeah. speculating to accumulate. Yeah. It's like, okay, this could go wrong, but I'm gonna give it a go and I'm That's gonna, great. you know, look and, and use wisdom in the best way possible. Gather the knowledge, the preparation you need to That's jump great. into it, ask people. That's how I learned. I just asked people I knew, yeah. developers, builders, I got alongside people that so you know, did, had done it already, and that's how I learned. Yeah, and I think you know, when you're talking about resilience, it's, it's ultimately not every door swings wide on the journey, does it? And sometimes, you, particularly as Christians, we can almost expect the favor of the Lord, but actually, I know you've said to me before, often the, the path that's been the one God has led you down has had the most closed doors, not so much the open doors, but you've got to learn to kick them down, overcome them, yeah. all those kind of things. And I know that you've discovered that. And all of this speaks to this, this culture point, this DNA we have of punching above our weight, because ultimately, punching above your weight is looking at an insurmountable task and giving it a go. And we see um, throughout the Bible, so many of the biblical heroes that we have, they had this running within them. And that's what a lot of our entrepreneurs and business leaders are gonna need to develop. So how do you develop that part of you that will punch above your weight? I think so much of it is leading yourself. I right. call it self-leadership. Mm -hmm. Is at the end of the day, I could blame situations on, well, the, the market went down, you know, right. it wasn't very good for the business, this happened. COVID happened. <laughs> yes. It's like, you know, there's so many things. You've got to 
you've got to have this adaptability to be able to adapt. Right. And I, I started five businesses altogether. Right. Only two of them were profitable. Wow. But what I did is they were stepping stones to the one that became more successful. Right. So I think it's like learning to be adaptable and learn, like self-lead. So yeah. I realized actually I did that wrong. I did, perhaps I could do that better. Yeah. Next time, some of the planning and preparation, I just wish I knew more. Right. And that's what I love about momentum, yeah. is that there are people who have experience and maybe about setting up business. Mm -hmm. I wish I'd set my business up differently at the beginning right. because I paid a price for it later yeah. through tax and other stuff. Mm -hmm. And I just think if you can get more advice, you can get alongside people who are going to really give you like impartial advice that are going to help you. Yeah. And I think all of that is like being open to it. I, I, I love the fact Momentum does that, that it's yeah. almost giving support, giving input, learning from others' experience. Mm -hmm. I had to learn from my own. And from it, as I journeyed, I just started to lead myself in it, not Come to on. blame others or have entitlement around, well, you know, I did this and I'm disappointed. I thought, no, okay, there must be another way. This right. hasn't worked. There's got to be another way. Yeah, I love that. That's how I did it. Yeah. And I, what I love about the, even the language of punching above your weight, it speaks of a boxer, doesn't it? Mm. And at the end of the day, a boxer that doesn't have that self-discipline is never going to get any, anywhere. But equally, if they don't have a coach, they don't have somebody in their corner calling them up, calling them yes. up and bringing that wisdom. And obviously, you know, we can look at that within the people around us, but it primarily comes from God. And I just quickly want to touch on this because this, all these kind of these audacious steps and this growing, it's actually been a big part of your own journey of faith, hasn't it? And yeah. your knowing of God, because we live in a world right now that often we can look at, we, we can develop this expectation that God just wants to give to us and it's going to be easy and he's just going to fling wide all those doors and we get confused about the character of God, but you've actually met him and grown in your relationship with him through the resistance as much as through the, the open doors that you've experienced as well, haven't you? Yeah, you said it earlier about some of the doors that I had to go through, most I had to kick them down. They weren't <laughs> just, here's an open door. Right. I had to pursue it. I had to step out and try and find the door that would mm -hmm. open by pushing it. Yeah. And that developed, I think, within me this, this sort of, I think, tenacity to say, I'm not just going to give up at the first point. Right. Sometimes it was the third, the fourth, and it was developing something mm -hmm. within me. I also noticed that over the years, when I look back, God often presented great opportunities through people you know, where, yeah. like the, the one time someone came to me, he was a customer and he just said, do you want to buy some land? I didn't even ask him. Wow. So it's a plot. And he said, I said, is it up for sale? No, not, not publicly, <laughs> but I like you and I want to sell it to you. Wow. I didn't have the money, but this was our second house. And uh, it was the worst possible time because we were struggling in the right. business. Everything said, don't do it. Yeah. But then I had this plot opportunity and God said, are you going to push through to this? Wow. I'm thinking, God, but this, I'm going to take on so much pressure. Mm. He says, no, I want to develop your capacity. Come on. How do I do that? By presenting Putting opportunity in. in a place of pressure. That's so good. And so sometimes business, that happens. It's like, this is the worst possible time, but maybe it's going to develop something in you. Come on, that's fantastic. I think it's such an important thing. We've got to realize if we want to develop this aspect of punching above our weight, is we've got to realize is that God is interested in that because it is going to develop your character. There's parts of developing our character that we literally can't work on outside of these stretch moments. And, and obviously, one of the biggest things, it's easy to punch above your weight when you're winning. You know, it's easy to punch above, oh, you know, won that round, won that round, got that, miracle, miracle. <laughs> 
Ultimately, this really counts in those stretch. It really counts in those moments of failure. And there are gonna be people doing momentum that have stepped out and it hasn't worked out. How do you keep that attribute, that DNA, that aspect of punching above your weight in the face of failing, in the face of it not going right? Yeah, one of the first things I learned was it wasn't about me being a failure. Right. Because that's when things go wrong. That's how what you can, the temptation is. That's huge. I'm a, you know, I'm a failure. I'm no good at this. No, maybe the way you did the business was not the best way. Maybe mm. the circumstances that happened right. that you were in and the challenges you had. You know, on one of my businesses, uh, someone went bankrupt, right. owed me so much money, it basically threw me into a terrible place. I had to come to a realization. I couldn't prevent that. Right. And it wasn't me that was a failure through it yeah. because it impacted our family at the time. Yeah. And I had to walk through that saying, no, I'm not a failure. Come and on, I think but you've still got to look and learn and say, actually, next time I won't trust someone in the way right. I set that franchise up, the way yeah. I set that agreement up. I'm going to be more wise and I'm going to learn from it. So you don't just go out and do the same thing you've always done. You've got to yeah. look at doing things differently. Yeah. And so I had five businesses I started. And as you've got to also sometimes look at the business after you've given it. A, you know a good shot yeah. but also be quick to say maybe i need to quit this right because there's something more profitable <laughs> yeah you know that's why we're doing some of this there's something more beneficial sometimes you have got to walk away yeah so you need to have wisdom over that mm -hmm. and i did there were times when i shut the door and said i've given a few years to this but I've got something more profitable to walk into, but I'm gonna to have to learn from that to walk into it. One of, the, one of the first messages I ever heard you preach, this is going about 14 years ago when we joined the church, was you talked about strategic quitting. Mm. And then the more I got to know you, I was like, how, like, I can't believe that that was something you preach because you live with this audaciousness and you kick down doors and the third, fourth, fifth time you keep going, but there is also that switch in you to know when's enough uh, enough is enough with it and and i think that's such a key thing and maybe even there's people here today that god has called you to business he has called you to be an entrepreneur but maybe the avenue you're going down it is it, you need to you need to almost really today is a day where god's putting up the flags yeah you know? i think it's having the courage to look at it sometimes right there's nothing worse than you want to delay it week on week month on month and things are going this way and you're right. getting more into debt and the, you know you've got issues with the bank You've got to confront it. You've right. got to have a plan. You can't avoid it because looking at it can make you feel very down and mm -hmm. negative and a failure. But if you allow it to go too far without a plan, yeah, you end up in a hole. And you know that's why I would encourage people to say either come up with another plan or look at it. Sometimes there's a time to quit. And every time you do have a failure, what I learned was you can use your failure. All it is is a lesson. Right. Failures are it's lessons. Powerful. And when, when you fail, make sure you always fall forward. There was always something about, I'm going to use this. And even if I fail in this, I'm going to use it to throw me forward and learn from it. Yeah. And that's how I went on into the next business. Come on, that's so good. And, you know, as we sort of wrap up our conversation, we head into the rest of our day. We're talking, I guess, here of the balance between this audacious boldness. I'm going to put my hand up in the middle of the auction and buy the thing that I've been told to uh, be wary of mixed in with this shrewd wisdom of learning from your mistakes. How do we strike the balance that w between those two things? What would be something you'd say to people today in order to establish that? I think you've got to calculate the risk involved. Right. Because if you're not willing to pay what you put on the table, mm -hmm. 
And if you are going to put a, you know, a lot up front and, it's going to, and you're going to lose through it, right. if that's going to rob your joy and that's affect fine. your relationships, you shouldn't even be doing it. Wow. And so I, you know, often I'm talking to people who say, hey, I'm going to put 10,000 into this. And, and I'll say, do you know what? You could lose that. Are you prepared? Right. Can, you, can you find a way of going forward that is not going to sink you and stop you? Wow. And I think there's something generally about calculated risk. Mm -hmm. Okay, I might make a loss through this, but if I can learn through it and use it, hey, maybe I can make that back and, and double that, you know, in the right. future. But you've got to always be prepared that you're not always going to win. You're all, you've got to have, manage your expectations and yeah. say, maybe we're going to lose. Right. But you've got to see, how am I going to move forward through that failure, That's through so that decision? And if, if I can't bankroll that, as in within me as a character and as a person, if it comes perhaps... In, in between our marriage or the the kids know, you know, my family know that I'm, mm. I don't know, I'm depressed and I'm struggling mm -hmm. because I took on this big loan and I took on this yeah. to venture the business forward and now it's affecting our family. It's not worth it. Wow. I think you have to really know what what is worth. You've got to, You've got to make sure you're in control of the business and the business doesn't end up in control of you. Wow. And Love how that. you go out, robbing your joy, robbing your family, these are the things that matter. And I believe in kingdom business. I believe God wants to bless entrepreneurs, bless business ideas. But you have got to calculate the risks, manage your expectations. And even if there's a loss, you're in agreement with it together. And if right. you're married, Love that. you agree with it together. Now, yeah. I did buy the barn without asking Heather. <laughs> That was a one-off, unique situation. I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> you need to be in this together. And as you move forward in this, I think there's something about realizing there's more in you than what you think. Come on. It, it is amazing. And that's mm. punching above your weight. Yeah, I would say great. for so many people that are listening today, there's more potential in you. And this is yeah. where we get LFD, live full, die empty. Come on. There's more potential in you than you realize. You can actually do more than you are aware of come on but you've got to calculate the risk manage your expectations so learn from what you go through and you know what i'm i believe god's looking for people come on. within business kingdom-minded people yeah who can be a blessing to others but that he can put wealth into their hands come on to so make good. a difference so good man yeah that is it's just so powerful everything you're saying there i love what you've the phrase you used about you've got to bankroll the risk not just financially but your character your capacity your mindset i think many of us we don't tend to think about bankrolling those elements but often those things can be that where the cost is the most yep. realistic so today guys i think there's so much in this conversation would encourage you to um to respond and to think through what god is saying to you in this moment but gee just final thoughts for everybody today on this as we close out our chat yeah, well, when I started out in business, I never realized the journey I was on. I didn't realize the potential that God had placed within me to create wealth, to create money. And I want to encourage you. There is so much potential in every one of you. And God on. is looking for people who are going to say, I want a kingdom business. I want to put the kingdom first. But God wants to put that wealth into your hands as you go forward into what's next so that you can be a blessing to others. Come God on. has done like an incredible thing through our family, through us, by helping us be a resource to the church. Come on. And I believe he's doing that with many of you today, that that's his plan. So I want to encourage you today, all of you within Momentum, thanks for coming to this day. I believe it's going to resource you and equip you, but be encouraged. You know, there are great things ahead for every one of you.